0: Welcome to the You Are Safe, the podcast. My name is
1: Anne-Louise. And my name is Julie. And hello to everyone. Welcome, everyone. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Number seven. This is what they say is meant to be the wall of the podcast, sort of where you you either feel like you hit, you either get into a groove or you hit a wall. So this is exciting.
0: (sighs) Oh, so this is, this is the deciding episode. Are we going to continue or are we going to stop? And
1: You may never hear from us again.
0: <laughs> the reason I know that we're going to continue this is because this, what we're, the things we talk about are so dear to my heart. And I know that me- the message we want to share, is I'm so passionate about it. And, I'm, and I think it's such an important message. And we want to use today's episode to, uh, to go a bit deeper in, into that. And the question that we got was, why do we call it You Are Safe? What's behind
1: You Are Safe? How did we get to that point where, how do we feel safe? How do we make you feel safe? Why are you, why are you, you dear listener, safe here? Why are we safe here? Now I've said safe too much. Now it sounds weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and why is it important to talk about? Why is it important to feel safe? Yeah, That's, should we start there? Why is it important to feel safe?
1: Yes, yeah. let's. Because I think something we've both spoken about is, um, you know, growing up. Neither of us felt very safe at home. Um, but I, I, I know we've both spoken about there was uh, some alcoholism in the family and just not feeling safe as a child but to be honest and I don't know if you felt this way it wasn't until very recently that I realized that my anxiety was linked to the fact that I didn't feel safe as a child I didn't even Mm. realize safe was something you know you had to feel or like and when you speak to other people with their childhood and feeling they're like yeah of course I felt safe and you're like oh it's that and of course thing. Oh, yes, yes, me too. I'm really normal. Yeah, yeah, that also happened to me. And you're like, yeah. no, I didn't. I didn't feel
0: yeah. safe. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I didn't know that I didn't feel safe. I didn't know that I needed to feel safe. And I think that's that's the good place to start, Is is that our fundamental need as human beings is to feel safe. We cannot survive. If we don't feel safe, if we're not safe, if we like literally are not safe. (laughs) And if we
1: feel not safe, we can't survive. Um, I think it's something you said ages ago is that we all need to remember that we still are those first humans on Earth. Like we still, Mm. like you said, our lifestyle has changed, but our brains haven't really changed. No.
0: Yeah. Our biology hasn't changed since we were cave
1: people. Yeah. And Um, wait. And you've said it before, you know, when we were cave people, there were lions and everything chasing us. So we had to f- find some way to feel safe. And that usually included, you know, being around, having people around you. You know, why is it people feel safe when they're in a pack? Is that, this is I learned this. Why I'm scared of giving presentations is because you stand outside the pack. Mm. So people are watching you. So that instantly makes you feel unsafe because you are separating yourself from the pack. Yes. The wolf pack. Um, So that makes you feel unsafe. And I think the more we start, and this is what we're going to talk about today, the more we start realizing these little moments where you're like, why am I feeling so anxious? Why am I feeling scared? Most likely will have something to do with you just not feeling safe.
0: Exactly. Oh, I love that um, analogy that you're outside the pack. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that is why we need to feel safe is because it's dependent on our survival that we are a community pack uh, people and uh, species and we need each other to feel safe. So if we grew up in an environment, that which we both did, that didn't feel safe to us, um, yeah, that that stays with us. So even though we can say, we can see with our brains today that we are safe, you know, there's nothing, there's no lion chasing after us. There's no... I hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, we are literally safe where we are, you know, and right now I'm sitting in my room uh, with my computer and my microphone, I, you know, there's nothing dangerous right here mm-hmm. but our bodies doesn't know that because it's been so used to this um, mechanism of, of feeling not safe, that it doesn't know that it's not safe yeah that you are not allowed to be who you are or that if you are more yourself then you're going to be told off or you're going to that that create that does create a feeling of unsafety um and and there's also the, the the what you're talking about when people are in war they're actually not safe and also people who grew up with abuse and um sexual abuse physical abuse emotional abuse uh those are environments where you're not safe i grew up in an environment with alcoholism and abuse and and i didn't feel safe uh, growing up um and and this was in my later teens. And before that, before the violence, um, there was not a lot of uh, communication. So a lot of the things that I was feeling or doing, nothing was talked about. And that also creates a, a, a very unsafe, because we have thoughts and feelings. And if they're not talked about or talked, you know, or processed somehow, then they're just sort of stuck inside you and... And a little child doesn't have the the maturity, you know, the brain is not developed enough for it, for a child to understand what what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so all these things, yeah, they create a sense of of um, unsafety. Mm-hmm. And what happens is when we move away, when we grow up, when we are adults, um, these mechanisms, these survival mechanisms that we've created for ourselves, uh, they they follow us into adulthood. And so, how was that for you when you? when you left home and and there was a different kind of unsafety because that's also an unsafe situation isn't it you move away from home and and you have to start this new life with new schools new friends new people you have to cook for yourself clean for yourself that you know just under normal circumstances that yeah that can be really um yeah yeah overwhelming
1: i mean 100% and i think something that didn't help either is this not knowing what i was feeling and not knowing um what this anxiety was cuz when i was 18 19 i again just thought you know something must just be wrong with me like there you know i didn't know about anxiety i didn't know about depression i just knew I was feeling um, agitated and angry and scared and I would go out and I would have to leave the club earlier. And all of this was linked as well. Like I turned, my dad got sick when I was 18. So when I moved away, my dad had terminal cancer. So, mm. you know, nothing that's also creates an, an insane amount of, of just not feeling safe is that the people that are meant to be protecting you, one of them is not fully capable of protecting you because Mm -hmm. they're going away and also my mother would have to take care of him so neither of the two so it very much was like this you know leaving the pack good like I was the bird being pushed out of the nest good luck fly yeah but and you you didn't really know how to fly I didn't know how to (laughs) fly um and and uh, you know all of it led to much, much later, realizing everything that was wrong with me, because, not wrong with me, we've said this before, nothing, not wrong with me. Um, No, there's
0: nothing wrong with you.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, because then my dad passed away, and I think I was very, very lucky that some sort of universe linked up, that they sent Ryan into my life, and sent my husband into my life, because he makes me feel very, very safe, and I actually spoke about with him this this last night, because I really struggle being myself fully with a lot of people. It's very, very rare that I am 100% myself. Um, But with Ryan, I can be myself fully. Like, no, like I am my best self when I'm with him. Um, And it's because he makes me feel so safe because he lets me be everything that I wasn't allowed to be when I was younger. I'm allowed to say whatever I want. I'm allowed to, well, within reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm allowed to be whoever I want. I can be silly. I can be ugly. I can be beautiful. I can be I can be all the things I wasn't allowed to be when I was little. And the best part about it is I don't have to be perfect around him. And mm. he thinks I'm perfect without me being perfect.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: And that makes me feel so, so safe. Um mm. And we were talking about this idea of perfectionism, mm-hmm. and how actually just the idea of perfectionism can make you feel so unsafe.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I can recognize that in uh, with my husband. I, um, you know, when I met when I met him, I thought he was I thought he was a bit boring um but there was something that attracted me to him and and something i am a strong believer in choice and i know that i chose him as my partner mm-hmm. it was not something that happened and then you fall in love and then you know this romantic disney uh story no i met him i understood how he was how he worked and i re- and i chose this is what i want this is what i need because he yes he might be boring <laughs> <laughs> boring, but he might be, but he's so stable and so safe. Um, and that's what I need. I need someone who can pull me back to earth and say, Okay, we're right here, you know, we're not floating somewhere.
1: <laughs> I would and like he, to just divert yeah. very quickly from this. Sorry to interrupt, but no, good because my husband always gets a little bit annoyed when I call him safe, and he says it's because there's this ideal that like men. Feel like when women call them safe, it's like an insult because that means they're like plain and boring and not exciting. And oh, really? Because there's this idea of like, you know, we've been talking about even watching Beverly Hills, like Dylan is super dangerous and passionate, and like that's I feel like who men like want to be. But if you're called like safe, that's always like the nerd, the one you settle Mm. for. Like that's sort of the stereotype. And I always say to Ryan, no, it is the biggest compliment. From my side, that you are safe to me because the other—I—he's my first boyfriend, but like the other men I've like flirted with or had crushes on and stuff have always made me feel unsafe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, that I just wanted to add that. Yeah, in. No,
0: <laughs> Dylan makes me feel very unsafe. <laughs> yeah. It's—it might be sexy and hot and steamy, but it makes me so unsafe. Like, oh my god, I couldn't. No. You know. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I couldn't in the long run um, because I would just be waiting for him to hurt me to to because yeah that would be the what I would expect to happen anyway um, and my husband also says to me I feel so privileged because I feel I'm the only one who really sees who you are who really gets to experience who you are because the way you are with me you're 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 not like that yeah. with anyone else so he mentions my i'm i'm my goofiness my i'd make clown faces and i make make silly jokes and uh dance around silly and things like that like i don't show that side of myself to other people and he's like that's a shame you know it's yeah. i feel i feel honored and privileged that i get to see it but you should show that to the world because it's so enriching you know and like oh, oh yeah. my
1: husband literally said this to me the other day as well cuz i i was struggling just at work uh just being like oh i don't feel like anyone knows me and my husband just said no one really gets to see you he said i'm the only one that gets to see you and then he said the reason he named two of his friends he said these the reason these two friends two of his friends love me so much he said that um is because he said when i get drunk all my inhibitions go and he said that's when you are the closest to what I see you every day um and he said the reason they love you so much is they see you when you're out and and he said you should take comfort in that they have technically seen the real you because they see you when your inhibitions are low and I was like yeah but I just don't know how to be around you with everyone else and I think it goes back to this idea of of safety of yeah and I love my friends. I love my family. And but there's just something about Ryan that makes me feel um, just very able to just feel yep. safe,
0: just be there. Yeah. Yes, I. He's um, he said that to me too. Uh, when I'm drunk, he says, <laughs> y- "You people only get to see this side of you when you're drunk." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I know." Oh. I get really embarrassed and. And um, yeah, you see, this is my reaction. I get really embarrassed yeah. because I don't want people to see that side of me because I'm re- I'm I'm like no, it's too goofy. It's too it's not perf- it's not, not perfect, perfect enough. Oh, and, but the safety feeling that my husband also gives me is the no judgment. Yeah, when I'm at my worst and I tell him I'm gonna go into the. Um, cupboard now, and I'm going to take all the chocolate and I'm going to stuff myself with it. Uh, My judgment is like, you fat cow, you can't do that. Da, da, da. He just goes, sure. Yeah. If that's what you need to do to feel good now, do it. Yeah. Or I'll say, I'm going to have the biggest glass of red wine now because that's what I need. And I might have like three after. Three more after that. He goes, sure. Do it. There's just no judgment in Oh, it's so nice to say. <laughs> like when I'm at my worst, he he just lets me be. Um and also when I'm at my best, he there's no judgment. It's so freeing.
1: Do you know what's interesting? I, I said this to my husband last night, this thing about judgment, and I brought up um things like, Oh, you've seen me at my worst when I had the chicken pox and my um, you know, I was covered in chamomile. Whatever, what that thing that you put on. Um, I had the chicken pox as an adult, and he had to deal with that, which was. And he said, "Julie, that wasn't you at your worst. That was you when you were sick, and you know we. I had to take care of you." And he said, "When you were at your worst," and he put it in like quotations. He said, "When you had it... He said, "Was when you were." Um, sorry, <laughs> he said, "When you were when you're hating on yourself so much." Mm. And he said, "When you were talking about wanting to kill yourself when." He said, I would, sorry. <laughs> um, okay. He said, he said, that's when I've seen you at your worst is when you look me in the eyes and you said, I want to die. I don't want to be here anymore. And I was like, oh yeah. And, and I thought about it and and I was like, that's probably why I feel the safest with him is because those are the actual worst moments. And because you've they've looked you in the eyes at that point, And they still say, I want to be with you, even when you're saying thoughts and feelings like that.
0: This is why we're here. Yeah. Because it is so um, taboo to be able to talk about these things. Yeah. And this is what we want with this podcast is to normalize these things. You know, it's hard. And when you you have anxiety or depression or feeling overwhelmed, it's hard. And if there's nobody to talk to about, uh, you just it's just inside you and it makes your body sick and this is why we're here so we're here to talk about these things and we're here to help each other and we've also received feedback um that w- w- we agree on too many things <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> that, but what is so beautiful about this is that um uh, julie and i we don't really know each other we were related um but we didn't really grow up um together and Yet today we kind of live the same life. We can mirror each other in so many things. Like my mother did that. My, our mothers are cousins Mm -hmm. and my mother did that. My grandmother did that. And my and we're like, that is so weird (laughs) (laughs) that we have. And first of all, it's so wonderful because I thought I was alone in the world. You know, I think I'm the only one that feels like this. And I think this is a common thing when you feel unsafe. When you feel depressed, when you feel anxious, you—I th- think I'm the only person yeah. in the world who feels like this. So it's so nice to have someone say, "I feel—I had that too," and just the fact that we've led this, these these uh, parallel lives. I think Julie is a, is a few years beh- like behind me uh, <laughs> because you're younger, you know. And but um, yeah, it's just this—is it serendipity? Is that the right word that we just sort of found? each other. And now we can share this in the podcast. And so we can help heal each other and we can help heal others. And I don't know, I think it's beautiful. So we might agree a lot right now and maybe in the future we'll find things that we were like, no, (laughs) really you're wrong. (laughs) I think one of the hardest things growing up was, was to keep up this facade of everything is okay. And I think that's what what I also want to do with this podcast is to is to break that perfectionist uh, uphold, you know, like let's let's not be so bloody
1: perfect. Yeah, I think I had a different experience to you because you said about the facade. I think I knew something was wrong, um, but I just kept being told things are fine. Mm. So I think I had that struggle of like. I don't, and also, like, I'm extremely emotional, like, <laughs> I, you know, wear my feelings on my sleeve, so I would cry a lot and be told, like, stop crying,
0: mm.
1: or I would sit at the dining room table and and just be upset about something, and I would be told to leave the table, because we don't want to see a sad face, mm. so I think growing up in this, pol- you know, um, polarity of, like, I think something's wrong this doesn't feel right I don't feel safe but being told no no you are safe this is fine mm-hmm. everything's everything's fine um but you were made wrong
0: you were made what you're feeling is wrong yeah what you're thinking is wrong and then when you're told that over and over again you 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 kind of emerged from this well okay then
1: everything's yeah. wrong I'm wrong yeah everything I'm feeling must be wrong um yeah. I, I there was a Someone who did an analogy of that is that um, your compass gets broken. Mm. Your and I, as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Yes, that's how I feel." Because you have, I would just go through life with a broken compass of like, "Is this right? No. Is that right? No. Am I feeling?" Wait, I think what I'm saying is right. And I still, I still feel that way in mm-hmm. meetings with my friends, with my family. I constantly, am like, "Is this wrong? Is this?" Which makes me just feel. I, well, I mean, it's survival, isn't it? If your compass mm-hmm. is broken, you're not safe because you don't know where you're going. You, you could be walking straight into a, I don't know, a, a lion's lion, the lion's mouth,
0: right? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. I also wanted to circle back to what, you know, this, this idea of the two of us getting to know each other. And I think we talked about you're safe. It came from the the fact that we connected and suddenly you and I felt safe with mm-hmm. each other because yeah. we were like, Oh, I, and you know, it's what we talk about with our husbands is that you and I have gotten to this place where we call, we'll, I'll text you and say like, do you know what that message we just got made me feel so anxious and made me feel so insane. And, you know, coming to this place of no judgment and, and feeling so safe with each other. And we, so I always feel like when we named the podcast, it was less about, about making other people feel safe, but just that. We were making each other feel safe, and we were like, yeah. "Well, we feel safe, or we're starting to feel safe." Um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because it always makes yeah. me smile when I think about it.
0: It's true. We've. I. I feel. Yeah. We. We have created this space for each other where we feel safe mm-hmm. and um, can relax and can say things without judgment, and we don't have to be perfect. And yeah oh (laughs) nice but and we want to share that i think that's that's our gift in this is that we want to share it with other people so um our goal really is for you to feel safe when you're listening to this
1: Mm. yeah because we feel like the more we're truthful the more we speak with no judgment the more honest we are Mm. hopefully the more whoever is listening to this can either go oh i feel that way or you know, through, I always feel like when you listen to someone who's truthful and open and honest, even if it's not anything you have like experienced or something, you still feel like a connection to it. Like, oh, if they can be honest about what happened to them and if they can feel what happened to them, I can feel like I'm allowed to feel what happened to me. Mm. And so even if you listen to this and you're like, I haven't experienced that and I had a fine childhood and all those things um congratulations (laughs) 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 I'm I'm only a little bit jealous um we hate we hate you (laughs) a little bit
0: just a little bit (laughs) No, I'd love to go into how do you know that you're safe how do
1: you know that you're feeling safe yeah for me that is uh if if I can feel like I'm so thankful for my husband because I know what safety feels like. So I know when I'm when I'm around him and I feel like myself, I feel like I can speak. And this is obviously very much, this is what I said, like with your different experiences. If I feel like I can speak and say whatever is in my head and heart, I know I'm safe. I know that like the words that are coming out of my mouth won't be met with anything vile won't be met with any judgment won't be met with any um sometimes criticism, <laughs> but that's human but um so I feel like if I can speak uh whatever i'm feeling that's that's when i feel that's when I feel safe mm. and um and it's rare
0: unfortunately do you but. know it in the moment? do you know? Do you know it there or do you look back and say, oh, yeah, there I felt safe?
1: I think I know it in the moment because I know, um, like, the other day I had an experience where I was speaking to someone I I don't feel safe with, not because of anything from their side, but just um, just from, I just don't know this person. I don't, um, you know, I don't have a deep connection with them. And the way I was speaking with them, I knew in the moment didn't sound or feel like me. Mm. And I knew it even more when I said something that was way out of character for me that then led into anxiety afterwards. Usually, if I have a really severe anxiety attack afterwards, that's when I know I haven't been myself. Mm -hmm. I've said or done something that's out of my character that didn't feel right. Um, And by the way, it wasn't even anything terrible. Like, I didn't do... It was just something that wasn't coming... It didn't even sound like my voice. It didn't even sound like... Like, you know, so, yeah, usually I can, and that's taking years of experience, but usually I can feel it. Like right now, I know I'm speaking from my gut and my heart. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I feel safe here. Um, but yeah, I, I I know, but it's just so interesting. It's always, it's my words. It's mm-hmm. how I'm speaking. That's when I when I feel safe mm-hmm. or when I know I'm feeling safe. What about you?
0: Yeah, I love that. It's when you're true to your values, mm-hmm. true to you, that's when you can relax into yourself and and be you. Yeah. yeah. And I get caught up in in conversations, and I'm and then I say something, and then after I said it, I'm like, Why did I say that? That that's not me. That's not that. And then I can get so angry with myself, and oh yeah. Uh, For me, it's, I think I've trained myself to um, feel my body, because my body is my biggest asset. It's my, um, it's my, um, what do you call that, Uh, barometer? Like I can, I can know, if I can feel in my body, I can feel where I'm at. Am I safe? Am I not? Am I, where am I? Where am I? And... By doing this exercise, I realized how often I'm in the stress uh, fight and flight mode. Mm. Um, I just tense up, my whole chest tenses up, my stomach tenses up. It's like a, it's, it's like a, 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 a um, not a knot, not a stone. I, I often hear people say that about their gut, but it's, it's just like everything tenses up. And even my legs, my, my hole and my neck, my, my shoulders are, are up by my ears. Um, then I know I'm not safe and when I can check in with my body and feel um, that everything is relaxed my hands are just hanging somewhere I don't really pay attention to where they are um, uh, yeah and I can feel especially in my pelvic area in my lower back area I can feel everything's relaxing uh, that's when I know I'm safe and I I don't always know it in the moment. I can have a conversation with someone and afterwards um, I will feel so tired. Like my energy just goes, like it just takes a deep dive. And I think, why, what happened? Why am I so low on energy now? And then I think back and I go, mm, I didn't uphold my own healthy boundaries or I said something that was not truly true to me or yeah, and that just drains my energy. So, checking in with my body is is a huge gift. Um, that will tell me immediately where, where I am.
1: And I, I mean, it takes years of experience, doesn't it? This part because I yes. still have in therapy now. My I always have an issue with grounding. This is uh, by the way, if and Louise and I have both been in in therapy. We've both read a lot, listened to a lot, all these things. So if there's ever stuff where you're like. A you listener, if you're thinking, "Oh, I don't know these things, or I've never heard of these things," that's really okay. <laughs> mm. Like,
0: then yeah. send us a message, yeah. and then we'll we'll make a whole episode about what that is. Yeah,
1: because um, as much as we want to speak to people who do have been through these things, we also really want to help people who maybe don't don't really know what's going on, or you know, and talk through our process. Anyway, I just wanted to say about that because the thing with the body, I'm. I always have an issue with what they call grounding, which is where you're trying to, you know, establish this sort of rest in your body. Because whenever my therapist says, like, feel your body, a lot of times I can't because my mind is racing so much and mm. and I can try and slow down as much as I can. But sometimes it just doesn't work, mm. <laughs> um, which is why I think this idea of um, speaking is mm. and the way my voice sounds, the way what I'm saying I think works for me. And and actually something I've started, if I can feel my laugh is right, um mm. then I know I'm safe. Because I can hear when my laugh isn't coming from, if I just feel like I have to laugh. Do you know mm, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This... <laughs> or, um, and because a lot of times I was told, like, you're laughing too loud. Or shh, shh. Like, I was told to be mm. quiet. Um mm-hmm. So when i can feel a proper laugh or and by the way this doesn't even need to be around people like the other day i was <laughs> reading something and then i just laughed out loud and i just went oh, that's my laugh and i went ah. i feel safe now this is so nice yeah. <laughs> um uh i just think it's interesting this idea of of safety it really does it differs for everyone and mm. it really depends on where you've where you've come from
0: <laughs> where are you yep.
1: what what made you feel what made you feel safe growing up?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's an excellent. Uh, also, um, I want to also say that this checking in with the body—that I mean, this is years of um, training myself. That's why I see, I keep saying I've trained myself because when I was like ten years ago, I was binge eating, drinking, smoking. Oh, really <clears throat> unhealthy and not in touch with. Me, my body, anything. And if someone had told me back then, just check in with your body, I'd be like, what? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I, because um, my body was so full of unhealthy things, I couldn't even check in with my body, even if I wanted to. Mm. So this check in with my body has only worked after I've sort of cleaned. I've cleaned up my diet. I've stopped smoking. I don't, I don't drink Um, I still drink, but I don't drink (laughs) as much as before. I, you know, and only then have I, like, I like to say that I've cleaned, I've cleansed my body Mm. um, and now I can pay attention to it. But back then, I I guess a sign would have been uh, that I did reach out for the chocolate. I would, I did um, binge eat. I would be like, I need alcohol or I need, you know, this, if you, if you feel like I need something that you know is unhealthy for smoking smokers are a perfect example they know it's bad for you nobody who smokes today does not know that it's bad for you yeah. but it's this need for something
1: that's when you're not feeling safe i think how do we keep feeling safe how do we keep feeling safe well checking in um getting to know yourself just get how many people mm-hmm. actually To you i mean you and i have because we've <laughs> been in therapy where where you mm-hmm. get to know yourself but how many people actually know their triggers? There, um, oh, something I saw the other day is someone said it's just as important to know your triggers for sadness and unhappiness as it is to know your triggers for joy. Mm. And I went, I don't think I know all my triggers for joy. For joy, yeah, me yeah. too. Mm. Um, and I think yeah, I, recognize I think joy. You know, you can link that with what are my triggers for when I feel safe? What makes me feel safe? And mm. I'm still learning. Um, But I know, you know, being under my duvet on a Sunday morning watching videos with my husband makes me feel safe. Because, you know, um, lying watching Disney films. (laughs) When I have no appointment. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) That makes me feel safe. When I can wake up and and follow the rhythm of my inner me, Mm. that's what makes me feel safe. Oh, we just lost Julie. Some technical difficulties. But that's real life and this is so part of being not perfect. So this is brilliant. <laughs> we have to learn to not be perfect. And uh and this is what happened. We lost Julie. Um so I'm going to be rounding out this episode. And um yeah, we we hope that you, are, you we've we've explained everything about You Are Safe, uh why it's called You Are Safe and how you can feel safe and how we feel safe and why it's important to feel safe. And now I've said safe so many times, it doesn't make sense anymore. (laughs) Um, And um, yeah, I think that's just where we're going to end it. And uh, thank you for listening. Um, Now that you're safe. Uh, Oh, we'd love to know how you feel safe. uh, If you want to go on Instagram and post with the hashtag, uh, you are safe, the podcast, so we can see your posts. Like what, or just write us a message or um whatever you feel safe with is what you should do because that's what we want to advocate feel safe you are safe we are safe yeah goodbye